Welcome to episode 47 of the Women of the Military podcast. This week, I went through the four stages of grief and how they relate to transitioning out of the military. And to be honest, it took me more than two or three times to figure out the right words to say and to get this recording done. And while I was listening to to edit it, I realized that The reason the first few times didn't work was because I was trying not to talk about my personal experience and was trying to share it on a surface level that didn't get the point across. So this message really comes from my heart. And if you are transitioning, well, transitioned a long time ago, and if you're struggling and you need someone to talk to, you should definitely reach out to me and I would love to help you. And if you're not transitioning or you don't even know what it's like to transition out of the military, I really think this episode is a great way to learn a little bit more about what military members go through when they leave the service and why there are some of the problems that veterans face today. So I think this is a great episode, not to toot my own horn, but I really... Listening to it, I could hear my passion and my heart, and I just felt really proud that I was able to share some of the deep things that sometimes I don't like to talk about, but I know need to be told. So I hope you enjoy it, and thanks for listening. You are listening to the Women of the Military podcast, where we share the stories of female service members and how the military touched their lives. I'm your host, military veteran, military spouse, and mom, Amanda Huffman. My goal is to find the heart of the story and uncover issues women face while serving in the military. If you want to be encouraged by the stories of military women and be inspired to change the world, keep tuned for this latest episode of Women of the Military. Every article of clothing, every accessory worn by a member of the military must conform to the regulation, but there are gaps in compliant clothing available for service members, particularly women. While I was on active duty, finding a purse that fell under military regulations was more than difficult. It was impossible. The purse I had found was technically non-compliant, but every purse I had found had one thing that made it so it did not meet standards. Luckily, Wilco Life understood this need and created an online boutique of minimalist style bag and accessories that meet military regulations. And even if you are not looking for a military regulations purse or bag, you should check out Wilco Life since they also offer and carry products from veteran-owned companies that don't meet military regulations. Go to wilcosupplyco.com, use the code Airman to Mom, and save 15%. That's wilcosupplyco.com with the code Airman, the number two, mom, to save 15%. Now, let's get back to the show. Because it's November, I wanted to focus on veterans. I recently wrote a blog post, which I will link to in the show notes, talking about how I mourn the loss of my military service when I transitioned out of the military. I was surprised when a male veteran not only read it, but how he told me about how it brought him to tears. Even now, still thinking about it, I'm still surprised by his comment but I really shouldn't be. The blog post and this episode came from a conversation that began a friendship with a male veteran 
We ran into each other in August at Podcast Movement, and it was right around lunchtime. I didn't have any plans, so I decided to see if he would have lunch with me. He agreed, and what happened next was an hour of my life that forever changed me. There was so much healing in that one hour that I didn't even know that I needed it. I had been slowly finding my way back to the veteran community. And this conversation was the reality of how much I still needed that community. When I left the military, I decided that the veteran community was not a space that was welcoming to me. But through the past year and a half, I have slowly made my way into the veteran community and have found that I am not alone, that I am welcome, and that it's a safe place for me. But when I think about what you go through when you leave the military, I can find a lot of commonalities between grieving or mourning the loss of something. And I think that veterans go through a period of time where they grieve and have to process their life without the military being a part of it. I was still connected to the military because my husband continues to serve in the military, but my role had shifted from being a service member to a military spouse. And that transitional process of going from one role to another was a lot harder than I ever expected and required a lot of time, a lot of thought process. And I wanted to talk about the four stages of grief and how I went through my process of leaving the military and how I found myself back into the veteran community that I had walked away from. So there are four main stages when you go through grief. They're reeling, feeling, dealing, and healing. And what I want to do for this podcast episode is to go through what those four stages mean and then relate them back to my experience of transitioning out of the military and becoming a veteran. So let's dive in first with reeling. So the first stage, reeling, a loss commonly leaves you stunned and reeling, especially when the loss happens suddenly. Some people call this first stage of grief shock, denial, disbelief. Thoughts of, this can't be happening, there must be some mistake, are common. And while I don't think those words directly relate to veterans, I think that we can change those words to understand how we are reeling through this stage of grief. So for me, the loss of identity and purpose was something that I didn't expect when I left the military. And I felt confused that I had walked away from my military service and was having to navigate my new life as a military spouse and a veteran and a mom. I consciously made the choice to leave the military, so I expected that leaving the military would make my life easier and that I would be able to do more things, spend more time with my son, and to be able to support my husband better. But for me, the reality of what military spouses face and the challenges of motherhood was overwhelming. When my son was two months old. My husband left for eight weeks of training. So for as long as he had been alive, my husband was going to be gone for that amount of time. So when my husband came back after two months, so we now had a four-month-old, I had struggled so much with the loss of my military service 
along with my struggle to become a mom and being alone and just all the challenges that I faced. And I think that I compounded the fact that I was switching out of the military and a lot of the friends that I had at the time were working or serving in the military. And I didn't have a solid group of friends that were stay-at-home moms. So the isolation and loneliness was compounded on the fact that I lost that community and I didn't even realize what I was giving up when I left the military. I think it was really easy looking back to see that this was coming because when I left the military, my husband and I made a long list of the pros and cons on if I should stay, if I should get out, when the best time for one of us to get out would be and all these different things. And through that process, it was an easy decision on paper to get out of the military. I should have red flagged the fact that just because it was easy on paper, it wasn't easy for me to emotionally complete the process of applying to separate out of the military. So it was kind of like my mind knew something that I was either ignoring or not comprehending exactly. And so I felt completely off guard when I made the switch and I lost a part of myself. And I had hoped that motherhood would fill that same sense of purpose and belonging that I had had while in the military. But motherhood is very hard and motherhood is very lonely. So those are two really negative things that I probably didn't need right when I was leaving the military because I think a lot of veterans find themselves feeling alone, so isolated, and trying to deal with what is going on and they don't even know where to begin because they're reeling, which would be the first stage of grief. So I feel like we touched on how the first stage of grief kind of goes through if you're leaving the military and you're reeling with the new life that you have and the different challenges that you face and some of the things that you used to have in the military you no longer have. So the next stage is feeling and I feel like, because we're not very good at talking about our feelings in the military, that it's really easy for a veteran to get stuck in the feeling stage and not even know that you're going through the feeling stage. So you could never even get past the feeling stage. So let's talk about what the feeling stage is and how you can process through it. So it's a host of powerful feelings that typically occur as you negotiate or come to terms with your loss. The emotions often appear in rapid succession or simultaneously, and they may include anger, anguish, guilt, deep sadness, loneliness, helplessness, and detachment. And if you think about some of the main problems facing veterans, there's isolation, suicide, anger, PTSD, and all these things tie into the feelings that you could have when you leave the military. And if you're not able to know that you need to get help with processing these feelings, and if you don't know that there's a way to move past how you feel, you can get stuck in this place and feel helpless and hopeless. And unfortunately, I think that's why the suicide rate is climbing, especially if you think take into account that women veterans are the fastest growing 
group of veterans and they are also the highest in homelessness and suicide and these two things can be directly tied to the fact that women are so isolated and forgotten and feel alone in what they're going through as being a veteran. You can also add in the military sexual trauma and PTSD, and then you just see it's a downward spiral that can cause people to lose hope. So as you deal with the emotional response to losing your military service and starting your new life, it's common to experience physical symptoms. For example, you might sleep more or less than usual, experience frequent headaches or decreased appetite, and feel generally unwell or fatigued. You might also temporarily withdraw from others as you go through this process, and you are currently not in a good emotional state. And for me personally, one of the, I don't really like to talk about it, but one of the big feelings that came out of me that I had to deal with when I left the military was my anger. I felt a lot of resentment for having to give up my career to stay at home. I knew in my head it was the right decision, but it was still really hard to come to terms with the fact that I was walking away from something I really enjoyed to do. And even when I looked at the military and thought about what would have happened if I stayed in, it was always in a glass half full and not the realities of the sacrifice required. And it led me into a place where I was struggling with my anger. I also had to deal with some of the things that happened while I was on my deployment to Afghanistan, where people had betrayed my trust and hurt me as a person. And so I had that anger that I had to heal from and deal with. And then I had some other personal issues that I had to walk through. And so I spent about two years in a program called Celebrate Recovery, which is a faith-based recovery program. And I dealt with my struggle to control my temper and not lose my, and not go into fits of rage and to become a better person and change who I was. And I can't really believe how much I've changed as I've learned more about myself, as I've dealt with things that I really wished I could just wish away instead of actually talking about them. And so that two years of my life was an important part of getting me to where I am today. But I, it was really hard for me to go and get help and start talking to people about my feelings and what I was going through and to start to work on myself and to find change and find healing and to just do what I needed to do for myself. I had learned about going to this program for about three months before I actually went. And the first time I tried to go, I sat in my car and I kept coming up with excuses on why I didn't need to go. So the next week when it was time to go, I got in my car and I drove. I didn't even let myself think about it. I just started the car and I drove and I was like halfway to my first meeting before I could even decide like if I should go or if I shouldn't. So I was already pretty much in the parking lot before I could stop myself from going. And so Once I went to that first meeting, I realized that this was the right place for me and I didn't feel so alone and I was able to talk to people each week about what I was feeling and what I was going through and it became more apparent that a lot of the stuff that I had dealt with with my time on active duty and deploying overseas was still hurting me and causing me not to move forward. 
and causing me to resent my time in the military. And so through that experience, I was able to move forward to the next stage, which is dealing. So the dealing stage of grief involves thoughts and actions to help you cope with and adapt with your loss, both mentally and practically. So if you leave the military and you get stuck in a state where you're just trying to cope with what you've lost or you're even not dealing with the emotions that you went through while you were in the military, they could be good things, they could be bad things. But if you get stuck in the feeling stage and you don't actually process those feelings and begin to deal with them, you can get stuck in a place that is kind of like a no man's land of being stuck between where you want to be and where you are. And there's not really any way to get past that that I've learned except feeling and dealing with those emotions. So my Celebrate Recovery time was kind of both the feeling and dealing because first I had to start feeling, see what was below the surface and what was causing my anger. And then I had to deal with retribution with people. I forgave people. I moved forward from different things. But I had to deal with those emotions. And I even, in the last step of self-recovery, when you go through the 12 steps, the last step is to give back to your community and to make change. And through the podcast, I was able to really put that 12th step into action. I didn't have it quite figured out as I was going through the process. I just knew that I wanted to get more involved in the veteran community and I wanted to share the stories of women. And the podcast has been a really cool way to give back to the community by sharing the stories of women veterans, but it's also giving me a new purpose and helping me move forward in this process of figuring out who I am and who I want to become and just being a more productive of society and able to help not only women veterans and women who are in the military, but to help the next generation of women who are looking to serve in the military. So that kind of dives into the last stage, which is healing. When you talk about who I was before Celebrate Recovery and who I am now, or even just a year after I started celebrate recovery, my life completely changed. I don't struggle with anger in the way that I did. I still get angry, which I learned is okay to be angry because anger drives you to take action and to do things that are important. But it's how you deal and process with your anger that makes you a good or bad person, I guess you would say. And so I've taken my anger that I feel in different life situations and the anger that I felt sometimes as being a woman veteran. And I channel that anger and use that to do good in the world and to make good decisions, not only for me, but for others. And so that has been really healing for me. I have been able to move past a lot of the things that had me stuck when I was in the feeling stage. And I'm able to process my emotions process how different events make me feel, process my anger instead of letting it bottle up and then explode. And it really has changed my outlook on life. And it's given me such a passion to help people who are struggling. And I know how lonely it can be when you leave the military because that, I think, is the hardest part of leaving the military. You go from being in a sense of community 
where you have your brothers and your sisters and they're there and you know they're there and you get to see them every day that you get to go to work and if you deploy if you deploy you get to see them every day maybe even too much because you'd not only work with them but you live with them and it just recreates a bond and a sense of community that you can't really get that I've found anywhere else. And I think that is one of the cool parts about serving in the military. And I think that when you leave the military, it's really easy to think that I'll never have that sense of community again. But it's not actually true. The veteran community is thriving. And there are so many new organizations that are out there that are working to help not only veterans from previous wars, but today's war. And I think there's a collaboration between the different generations that is even more powerful because we can talk to Vietnam veterans and post 9-11 veterans and put them in the same room and be able to talk about how we feel. And we can bridge the gap between those different generations and we can learn from each other on how we see the world in a different way. But we also see the world in the same way because we both have been through the military, we've been through war, and we've gone through different life situations. And so what I'm trying to do with the podcast is to share the stories of military women, not as a way to isolate women from the veteran community, but just to give us a voice to share our stories. Because if you don't know, I think all stories have value. If Well, it doesn't matter what you've done. You don't have to serve in the military. Everyone has a story and everyone should tell their story. It's just if you know enough about marketing, you have to get really specific on what you're focusing on. And being a primarily a stay-at-home mom with the podcast as my side passion project, I decided that what would be reasonable in my scope is to focus on sharing women veteran stories. And then I have been able to not only learn from women who've served in the military or are currently serving, but also I have been able to get connected with male veterans. And I've learned that the space between male and female veterans is not as big as I thought it was. And so I think that the process of grieving someone, just like if you lose someone or you lose something, is similar and that you are always processing and changing and living your life without the thing that you once had. So it's not like I went through the four stages and now I found healing and I'm not going to ever miss or regret the fact that I left the military. But I think it's something that you continually have to go through and you have to process as different life situations come up because you don't really know what's going to hit you and what's going to cause you to stumble or move back a few steps. But if you can get involved, find your people, and just keep pushing forward and not get stuck in that feeling stage where you don't ever really feel anything and you don't ever really deal with anything and you just get stuck, then I think that's where a lot of people can get stuck in the process and they can't move past that, which leaves them isolated longer and could eventually have them turning to suicide or other destructive behaviors. So I don't know if this is an upbeat podcast or (laughs) if it's depressing or I don't really know, but I really hope that you learn something. And if you are in the process of 
either leaving the military or if you have been out for a long time and you're struggling with the processing your loss or processing how do you get past different stages after you leave the military, you should feel free to email me at airmentomom at gmail.com and I will definitely help you with the resources that I've uncovered. I have both faith-based recovery programs and non-faith-based recovery programs because I am pretty interested in the mental health aspect and I've worked with other women who've done different programs and so I have a pretty good handle on all the different, not all, but a lot of the different programs available and I will would be willing to talk to you and work with you to help you find something because where I was when I went to get help was not a good place and I didn't even realize how bad of a place I was in because I was just living my life and where I was felt normal and so and it was only when I started to go and get help that I saw how not normal my life was and how much better it could be and that there was healing and there was a way to make change and it wasn't so overwhelming because when I first went to celebrate recovery, I really thought if I just didn't have any anger, then I'm going to solve my problem. But you can't live in a world where there isn't things that make you angry because then you're not really a person. And so I was able to learn how anger could be good, how it could drive me to take action, how it could help me to be a better wife, how it could help me be a better mother and a better veteran and a better advocate and so many different things. And so now when now I know how to process anger in a totally different way. And so I have changed and it's just it's really remarkable. I guess I keep talking about it, but it's really remarkable to be able to talk about how different my life has is now and where I was back then. And so and that's been less than five years because I know I started doing that after my son was born. And so my second son. And so it's just crazy to think how much change has happened in such a short period of time and how it really only took me spending a few hours every week focusing on myself and learning about different emotional responses, reading a lot of books and taking care of myself mentally. So that's all I have. And thank you for listening to this week's episode of Women in the Military podcast. Thank you for listening to this episode of Women of the Military. Make sure to subscribe so you don't miss any of the amazing stories I have with women who have served in our military. Did you love the show? Don't forget to leave a review. Finally, if you are a woman who has served or is currently serving in the military, please email me at airmentomom at gmail.com so I can set you up to be on a future episode of Women of the Military. 